Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How's your uncle, Paul? <laughs> My uncle's fine, why'd you ask? I don't know, you had a little trip yesterday. I didn't have a trip. I fell down a hole yesterday. Um, have you seen the footage back? I have watched the footage back from both angles. Yeah. I um, mean, you're one, you love people falling over. You love to watch fail army videos. Yeah. Um, how did it feel to be it was, on the flip reverse of it's, that? It's, it was, the footage is underwhelming by comparison to how far I felt I'd fallen. <laughs> um, I did go down to one knee. Um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was embarrassing. For those of you who want to know what we're talking about, there's a, there's a foot golf video coming out this week. Us versus Toffee TV. Spoilers, Paul falls down. Spoilers, Paul falls down. Anyway, welcome to Rev M Radio, everyone. Number 36. Um, we're going to kick off question this week from Briggo HFC on Twitter. He asks us for the best team of players you've seen in real life. Um, that was far too big a question. Yeah. I've modified it, as I have a tendency to do on these podcasts, to five-a-side team and players who didn't play for Liverpool because it's too easy with just Liverpool players. Yeah. I really struggled with this question, you know. I had to go back and I had to think about the games I played in because I, I, it calls me the, um, the fuck golf. Um, <laughs> the, I had to think about the games that are big games that I've been to and remind myself of, of certain things because the immediate one is like, did I see Zidane? I didn't see Zidane in the flesh and, I, and I'm gutted about that. And I was thinking about some of the big, the bigger names and a couple of them have been quite recent and a few of them are... I wanted to try and be a bit continental with it because I've seen some good games, um, so there was a, there was a temptation there to to kind of go a bit too recent, or it was a tough one. It, it is a tough question. And to be honest, I nearly got Colin Hendry in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him as a centre. Colin Hendry was a top quality centre. He's centre-half. not a five a side centre back though. No, I think you need to play football. I think, and he, he definitely wasn't uh, playing fo- playing out from the back centre back. Yeah, like. I haven't got a centre back in mind. No, I, no, have I. No, um, I, but I did think I did think a bit through that. So I thought back to some of the big European games Liverpool have played in, and um, it, I think it's sad it's sad that it is. <clears throat> I mean, I very I haven't been to see too many of the European games from that that period of like. 2000 odd. I'd love to have been able to put Del Piero in. Exactly. Like that was my one. Yeah. Like more than anybody else, I'd love to have been at one of those UV games. Uh, because. Um, or the Roma games in 2001. Exactly. Well, we did, they, uh, I mean, these were great well, we were, we were We were like, yeah, the, the, we, that was our last season in Liverpool, wasn't it? Before we moved away. So then we played Roma again while we were in, in uni. But I, yeah, from being in university and also like my dad would give me his t- season tickets periodically throughout the season. 
and it was but it was very very rare I'd get it for European games like the one that stands out I had to go back and check was it we got beat 1-0 by Marseille about Matteo Valbuena scored an Ooh. absolute pearler um, but there's no way I'm putting Matteo Valbuena in that team and I think Zendam was in that team as the other players that I knew so that was, wasn't going to be a good thing um, so I've gone for a combination of top quality Premier League and a couple of a couple of you know continental European ones that I've seen talk me through your team and where and what what game it was that made you put them in okay um, David De Gea for Manchester United okay I can't remember what game but I've seen him live a few times Um He's just class, mate. He's just absolutely brilliant. Every time he takes the field, especially against Liverpool, he makes big saves mm. in games, doesn't he? Um, so nothing really stands out on that front other than we just don't seem to score against him yeah. very often and he's the reason why. Uh, he's my goalkeeper. I had a major struggle on this because I realised that I had basically three centre-forwards in my side. Yeah, I did that. So I, I had a little bit of balance to be had. So I've gone with Patrick Vieira from Arsenal. Yeah. Um, not the Manchester City, Patrick Vieira, the Arsenal, Patrick Vieira. Just a dominating midfielder, Paul. And yeah. everybody knows just how good he was. So he's going to be my pseudo-defender, along with N'Golo Kante. Okay. Um, so I've gone for the two of them, and I've had to drop David Vieira out of this side to wow. accommodate N'Golo Kante, um, which I'm a little bit gutted about, because I saw David Vieira play for Zaragoza against Deportivo, which I've probably spoken about before um, back in the day. Um, I've then gone for Cristiano Ronaldo when they beat us 3-0. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, when they beat us 3-0 Anfield in the Champions League on the Rodgers, he was incredible. I could have picked a few players from that side. He was so incredible that you give him a standing ovation on camera. I can't. I didn't stand is different. Um, I'm pretty sure. You must have stood. The photographs say no. Really? Wow. Um, How do people see you? I was on the edge of a row. <laughs> it's just how unlucky I am. You know what I mean? It's the one game I'm on the edge of a friggin' row. <laughs> yeah, and I clapped him. Uh, I think I was wearing an orange hat. Was that orange or blue? Either way, you had a hat It was on. orange. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely not blue. Um, to be fair, I could have picked this goal from that game. Because mm-hmm. he ran the show more than any other player, I think at the time. Yeah. Uh, I was he wasn't really a starter for them back then, was he? And he was just unbelievable. And then I've gone Thierry Henry for any reasons, yeah, all of the reasons, none of the reasons, just Thierry Henry. So we share three players in those in those teams. Then I go for Peter Schmeichel in goal. Oh. Um, he was the best goalkeeper the Premier League's ever seen. And go back. Funnily enough, the first time I saw him in the flesh was in the three-three draw. So you know, not necessarily the, the best example. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just just absolutely incredible. Like Patrick Vieira um, and uh, Thierry Henry from going back to two thousand and one era Arsenal as well. Cristiano Ronaldo aforementioned for that game when he was just the bollocks. And Pavel Nedved Ooh. played for the Czech Republic versus Russia in Euro 96 of those random games of footy. So, like, again, Berger and Paborski and all that were class. That Czech team was boss. But, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah it, was a bit, it was a bit of a cheat. But it was, uh, you know, I, I was desperate to try and find the European great that I'd witnessed with my own two eyes. And, unfortunately, again, never got to see M- Messi. But, yeah. Pavel Nedved's a great show. Yeah. He was unbelievable. It's a very attack-minded side, by the way. Um, but Patrick Vieira is so energetic. Well, that's why I kind of went for Kante with Vieira because I thought, you know, he can be that link between defence and attack because yeah. uh, he's just as good going forwards as he is defending. Absolutely. Stuff. Two amazing sides. I'm gutted I couldn't get David Vieira into that side, but the David Vieira that I saw wasn't uh, Zaragoza wasn't the wasn't in the same league as what he what he became yeah. and Thierry Henry. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, brilliant Great question. Brilliant oh. question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant um, seed of a question. Bring OHFC. Um, okay, yeah, you can tweet us in actually at the Redmen TV with your let's call it your your real life five aside team. No Liverpool players. Tweeted into the Redmen TV with we no Liverpool players. We've got 280 characters these days, Chris. You've got to make the most of it. Um, at C122 underscore H122. Um, just a, just a, a couple of brief ones before we get into the main topic this week, actually. Uh, it says, are you excited, nervous, or not asked about the third round draw? Excited and nervous, both of those two. Mm-hmm. Um the reaction from Everton fans online makes me more nervous because they just seem to think that they're out straight away. Did it on the news show this morning on on Tuesday morning. If you listen to this on another day, um, yeah, just I went through some of the Twitter comments from Evertonians and stuff, and they're like, "Well, we're out. I didn't want to cut run anyway, and all that type of stuff." But it's cliche. It, it's Everton. Yeah. It's a cup game. We've not beaten them at Anfield in a, in an FA Cup game ever in our history. It's going to be a tough game, and it's coming at the end of a real tough run of fixtures. So I'm I'm already nervous, and I'm already excited for it. Yeah, I my response to it will be dictated by how the game at the weekend goes. Mm. Um, I want to see. I mean, it'll be a slightly fuller measure Sam Allardyce team by the time the FA Cup rolls around. Not by much, but at least he'll add a few games under his belt by then. Under his heavily stressed belt. <laughs> um, the <laughs> So sorry, there's no need for that. Um, yeah, I am excited right now. Excited. I just, you know me, I, I I see the stories in football, and I feel that that FA Cup has it has has a story vibe to it that you could see us getting a win at the weekend against them mm. and everyone expecting us to absolutely trounce them in the FA Cup and Liverpool fans already starting to plan the the, the route to Wembley as it were and them doing something because they also need that. The FA Cup thing that you mentioned about the, you know, I mean, it's four meetings in like 112 years or whatever, isn't it? Um, in the FA Cup, that that might be that little, you know, that little glimmer of hope, that little shining light, shining into a into like an underground prison where of despair where Evertonians live when it comes to Liverpool, Everton, Anfield, yeah, and they'll be looking at two chances to get a win at Anfield. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just thinking it might be. One of them where it, I could see it being the the story of the round. Does it go to a, does it do is it another draw? Does it go back to Goodison Park? We've already we joked them. before the draw about how we're going to be playing a replay in the FA Cup. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Horrible. So, I, am I saw, right now I saw someone say put a bid in for Gosling and get him back for the game. E. <laughs> e. Um, right, great. Um, we move on. From Reddit, I noticed this week there's a lad on there who's Velocis Spider. Velocis, yeah, Velocis Spider. He says, I've not watched a single game since the defeat against Tottenham. Since then, we are pretty decent. Should I avoid breaking the magic? Yes. It's about that, isn't it? It's a bad world that we live in where we're actively encouraging a Liverpool fan not to watch games anymore apparently the, these the audio commentary on the on the liverpool website for the games yeah yeah, continue with that one, yeah just which missing. is bad in itself by the way oh yeah yeah definitely it's um well it is and it isn't i i can see I, the the i can see why there's an issue if like the BBC haven't offered to take commentary of any of the Champions League games up to this point, have they? And then they're coming back and saying Liverpool have turned it down. Now, it wouldn't shock me if it had been built into, you know, if the plans are in place for for LFC TV or whatever to have it for all this time. And then all of a sudden someone comes in and goes, well, can we have that? 
you'd be like, okay, yeah, I've never considered nah, it. Like you, now nah, you're all right. We've got we've got it sorted. It's just inevitably. I like I like I think the irony of BBC Five Live t- tweeting a story about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, no, using, putting the BBC news behind it. it. Now, don't get me wrong, Chris. I'm not defending the. I'm not defending the, the lack of access that that gives to to Liverpool fans because look, if there is an opportunity to get that game out to as many people as possible, then. Sure, why, why why not? You don't want people not having access to it. I mean, for a start, radio coverage, really? <laughs> I'm so, right, apologies if you're on a long-distance car journey or something, a kick-off time during the match, pull over into a service station, watch the game on your phone like a normal person. Um, I'm not having that, but I do. I, it, it, makes Liverpool, it paints Liverpool in a really bad light because it makes them look like it's a money-grabbing thing. And again, if it, for me, that, that, that's right to a certain extent. Um, if I took my Liverpool hat off and looked at it from a business perspective, I I I would look at it like there's very few opportunities for them to sell those subscriptions because let's be honest, that channel the channel's a bit crap, isn't it? Um, no, but it is. You know, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Talk, talking as an owner of a crap Liverpool channel, I I uh, I, I understand um, that they they need reasons to to get to get people on board. So I get it from a business sense. I think it's a bit shady given given an opportunity to get it to a bigger audience as presented it to them. It's a massive game. It's a massive game, and here's the thing: you know, you can look at it. For, you can see it from both sides, from a business point of view. But what are BC Sport been doing? They've been putting the Champions League final on for free on YouTube. Yeah, there's your there's your big win. Yeah, you know, you've got an opportunity to hit as many people as possible well, and get a win out of it. But here's the thing: where the big win for Liverpool is not to give it to Five Live; it's to make it free on the Liverpool website. Exactly. So yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. that's I, what they I, should have done. I totally agree with that. I mean, that's that's the easy win there because they've got uh, now as well. In terms of a positive PR move, why would why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you say? I mean, it's going to cost. All of a sudden, it's actually going to cost you a load of money. But if you then you then chuck that full of adverts to the subscription service as well, so you're kind of using it as a free advertising hard, tool for yourself, and you've already told you basically Five Live and the Echo and us have already done all your publicity for you by calling your knobheads for saying that you've got it. So everyone knows now who wants to know that the game is only on on the Liverpool website. I think yeah. genius there, Chris. I think if only, if only they had our, our marketing mouse. Yeah, we'd have just we'd have just done nothing with it. No, probably yeah. Can't <laughs> like the FA Cup draw. <laughs> yeah, speaking as the Liverpool channel that didn't remember that the FA Cup draw was Re- on. I didn't. I didn't. That's why we have I Ross. Not remember. That's I didn't know it was Ross. on. Yeah, it was completely different. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was coming up. That's why we have Ross, Chris. That's why we have Ross, and what a great job Ross is doing. Um, but Thank just you, to Ross. get back to, um, it's bad. This is. There's a few people giving him some encouragement on, on Reddit and saying, "Listen, mate, just get just get on, get on with it." I saw someone say, "Why WA? You'll never watch a game." <laughs> um, <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Because you do get sucked into. You get sucked into the. We did this in thirteen fourteen. Yeah. We had like the weekly. What is, what superstitions keeping you going at the moment, or what superstitions keeping Liverpool going? Um, just just to clarify on on all this, I know we all have these little um, idiosyncrasies. One person, I don't even know where he is, choosing not to watch a football match has. I'm going to go out on a limb. There might be a, a fractional, like a point zero 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 zero, but it's so infinitesimal that it's easy for me to say it has zero impact. So if you want to watch Liverpool, just watch. Okay, I'll, I'll remind you of that next time I see something ridiculous about a player and they score. What do you mean? But it doesn't happen. It doesn't affect things. No, 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 no. <laughs> I will remind you. Just you just don't say it. On, you just don't say it live on the internet, and then you're fine. Like you're, it's not no, me that's going to break any with it. odds with it. No, 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 it's fine. 
You do have it. You do. Because you can sit there and go, Wah! or you roll your eyes. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Um, <laughs> that's what superstitions are for. Shall I turn the clock to one, two, three, four and see what happens? No. <laughs> so, let's move on to this week's topic. Um, we touched this on this at the end of the final word show, Chris. Mm. Um, those of you who haven't listened to that, you can do it. It's up on theredmentv.com. As ever, we do that review show of the of every Liverpool game in depth and detail. Bit of calm ahead compared to some of the instant stuff that we do immediately after the match. So yeah, every single Liverpool game on the website, go and subscribe. It's very, very good. But anyway, um, we're going to continue that conversation, as it were. Just to contextualise it though, Chris, and, and with the notion of Liverpool finding form. I was going to go with like forms, temporary, classes, permanent, but uh, no, it didn't work. Um, since we got annihilated by Tottenham Hotspur. We've played eight games of football in all competitions, six wins, two draws, scored 22 goals, only conceded six, and had four clean sheets plus Brighton, which I'm counting as a, as a Five as clean an honorary clean sheet. Um, isn't that really good? It's lovely, and to think even throughout that spell, we had the two draws only a week ago. Yeah. And it kind of felt like the world was falling in on us. Mm. And it just wasn't at all. And it never does. And they, they, here's the thing. <laughs> it, it doesn't, Paul. No. It never does. You know, severe, three all draw. The manner of the draw is what's affected people's yeah. positivity after that. Chelsea, the fact, again, that we've we've conceded a late goal is the reason that people are, are worried about that and stuff. But you can't complain about these kind of results because... Six wins and two draws, that's definitely top four form. And, yeah. you know, we've done it. And Klopp's always kind of done this at Liverpool. We always seem to bounce back, apart from January last season. Yeah. But generally speaking, when we've had a whooping, we've yeah. bounced back. Yeah. And that's what this Liverpool side can do. And we still haven't got our full-strength side. Yeah. We still haven't got our full-strength squad available to yeah. is I've never seen a Liverpool side rotate so much and play so well. Yeah. Or get the results in the manner that they've done it either. Yeah. Even going back to Rafa Benitez, you're not talking five, six changes, formation changes every single three, every three days. There's a yeah. formation. I was going to say week. Yeah. It's every three days, yeah. and we've just been brilliant, and we're not losing anything. Yeah. From a defensive standpoint, we didn't have much to lose, but from an attacking standpoint, we had loads to lose, and yeah. we've not been. Yeah. We've just been smashing teams for fun. And we can say it was only Brighton, but you mentioned it on the final word. That's the first time they conceded three in a game. Yeah. And we beat, we beat them by five goals to one. <laughs> yeah, definitely the first they got five as well on yeah. top of it. Yeah, no, exactly. Sevilla was the same. How many times has Sevilla had three scored against exactly. them? Exactly. So, you know, and this is the point, isn't it? Is that it's if we've gotten those results against Sevilla and Chelsea, look, no doubt we'd be we'd be high, we'd be in a, a stronger position in the table. We'd have had Champions League last sixteen qualification secured already, and that would have been great. But the point is, at this time of the season. Form is the most important thing. Now you know you can you can gain your points in different ways, but I would rather us. I think it's an easier situation, and it's far more tolerable to get the points by having draws than it is to lose the to win more than lose the occasional game because I think losses hurt everything. Exactly, losses damage damage you. If you want it, successful teams don't lose football matches. Successful teams find a way to to. To get that, another problem, of course, is that you, as you mentioned, it's those two draws, and they they still open the question marks because that's not if you if you come back to draw those games, then right. my God, we are flying. There are no criticisms of any of this sort whatsoever. But the good thing is, is now we've had a little bit of time. We've had a couple of good wins since. Um, 
we can we'll, we we can do what we will do come the end of the season. Is that you're just looking at the points and you're just looking at the goals scored and the goals conceded. You're not look. You don't so much look at the manner in which those games those games happen. Um, and as you say, very much feels like that Liverpool are on the up. You know, I talked about this on the final word about how we're just we're, we're just like a giant monolithic structure. You know, it's got, we, we, we've built ourselves up. We're big. We've got all these. We've got this massive squad now, and it's got we've got we're dangerous, but you need to get it moving. And to to be, it's not the same. I think when you've got eleven players or twelve players who are dead good, I think it's dead easy to hit the ground and you can run and you can burn yourself out there brightly, like we saw last season to some extent. To get seventeen or eighteen players up and running yeah. takes a lot, a lot longer. And I'm, I said, I've said this. I, I am. I don't think I've seen this before. I can't remember. You may be looking at like two thousand and one. The treble season was the last time we had a squad of this depth that was all capable of coming in and impacting footy matches. It's just, again, great. It's a completely different Liverpool and it's great. It is, it is. And, you know, it's not just... They're not just established professionals that are doing this either. We're still blooding young players. You know, you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, you've got Joe Gomez in this side. We found minutes for Marco Gruwich yeah. at the weekend. and He had two touches of the ball, like, but <laughs> we found minutes for him. Dom Solanke's got to start. Yeah. This isn't a Liverpool side with 23 First team experience, twenty five year olds. This is a Liverpool side who is blood and young players, keeping the experienced players, it, dropping them in and out of the side at will, yeah. and keeping go- and keeping goals in the sides, and and all while managing a ridiculously uh, ridiculous defence who've got injury issues. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, well, it's mad because funnily enough, well, I was looking into that the Marseille game I mentioned earlier, and Rafa got criticised at the end of it for rotation. I think Andre Voronin played that game, and that's a difference. And now, okay, you could say we've got a, we've got a Clavan, who's probably the closest thing to that in our squad, but we don't have like we either we don't have young lads who are just going, ah, throwing them in and going, ah, la, 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 be okay, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, or and we don't have thirty something year olds who are. Never will and never have been good enough to play in in, in the Liverpool team that we're just making that, that we're just making the numbers up with. Exactly what you say there. The players that we're blooding into this team are like Dom Solanke, you know, under what was it under 19s or whatever World Cup winner in the summer. Alex Oxley Chamberlain, England international. You're finding ways to put out and keep Emery Chan in the side, full German international. You know, you're rotating in James Milner, who's who is that example of it, but Paul, we're rotating our goalkeepers. <laughs> Liverpool have never done this. We've played a shit goalkeeper in the League Cup. That's the yeah. that's as much a rotation. We're throwing our goalkeeper in for the biggest games of the season, and he'll probably play tomorrow night against Spartak. Yeah. That should tell you that he's doing more than Rafa ever did in yeah. a rotation sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's true, isn't it? It's um... and here's the thing: Joe Gomez or Trent, who's your favourite? Gomez. It's hard. Yeah. Like genuinely. Yeah. Like if I'd said to you, Glenn Johnson or the back up right back, it was Glenn Johnson all day. You yeah. know what I mean? We've never had that. We've got Andrew Robertson. People are clamouring for him. People are desperate. People are desperate with Bring the boss. Yeah. Look at that. Two at right back, two at left back, two goalkeepers that are doing sound. Hendo or Chan's a constant argument between Liverpool fans for different reasons. Your midfielders, I just want to see Lalana play. And I really shouldn't because we're playing well. Yeah. And the four front three. Take your pick. We're going to score goals. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree with that, and that, that's what the, the the beauty of where it is. And now, it shouldn't be underestimated that what we had to. I, I just think we the game plan that we've gone into this season with just looks 
right now it looks spot on. Well, I, I said to you two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, I can't remember what show it was on, but the first year Klopp came in was the October and he didn't know what was going on in the December, he didn't have time to breathe. Last year I think he's got it completely and utterly wrong with, with regards to not having a winter break, playing so many games, yeah. you saw the tail off in January. This year he's still learning and he's put a different... He's put a different plan in place. Yeah. And what we're seeing is Klopp, who people criticise for not being able to change, has changed to suit the Premier League. Yeah. Now, Pep Guardiola's changed as well. He's yeah. doing a lot more rotation stuff. And, and these top managers who are in this league are all changing for the league. And this, as, you know, the longer Klopp stays here, the more accustomed they'll be and the more he'll know. You can just see it this season. He's been amazing. Absolutely incredible at the rotation side of things. Yeah, completely. And I think that's the... The, the, the Pep Guardiola one's interesting because it, it wouldn't have shocked me. Again, you can't you can't do this because you can do this for every team, of course, apart from City, who's you know, the only points they've dropped was against Everton. But by and large, you, I, you... millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Watford game, right at the, you know, right at the start of the season, if, and these are, again, these are all if, buts and maybes, I think we were, we were set up we struggled in that early part of the season to get ourselves up and running, to get ourselves up to this speed. Now, it's, I think it's borne out now because, as I say, we're now, we've gotten this momentum, we're on, a, we're, on a, we're on a good roll. But it's not inconceivable that a couple of points here and there earlier on, which we might have been able to achieve with either slightly, slightly better luck with injuries to the to the squad, Phil Coutinho being less of a bell end. Um, the side of Manny Red A couple of points, look, a couple of points, exactly. You know, what was... Uh, that Wof the Wofford and the Burnley results early on in the season, they're the difference between us being title contenders. Also, look back at it now. Those results at the start of the season hurt us. Wofford and Burnley are doing pretty all right. Yeah. These aren't bad sides that we do against yeah. early on in yeah, the season, absolutely. but you forget that, don't you? Yeah. It's, it's not it's not easy to look back to the first couple of games and go, hang on, Wofford have just beaten 
everybody. Yeah. You know, there are a couple of points behind us and stuff. Exactly. And, and just, to, just to go back a point to, to what you said before about Rafa Benitez getting, um, getting shit basically for rotating. This is an English media thing. And it's, it's every football fan in England. For some reason, when rotation is made, we blame the rotation and the manager for the loss. Yeah. Now it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Because of course they've got to. Because when things aren't going right and your side's sides tired, you blame the manager for not rotating. How'd you win? It's you exactly no, the same it, as zonal marking. Exactly. You know I what was I mean? Say exactly that zonal marking and rotation are the two. Like it's that. It's a soccer Saturday crew. Exactly. It, and again, we've seen it in the coming months. It'll be you know throw XG in there as well. It's these it's these football concepts that these these are men that your dad doesn't you know what I mean doesn't doesn't understand doesn't care about. Just to clarify, not my dad, not your dad, but you know the genetic your dad doesn't get it because. They're, they're, they're absolutely right. Rotate. Well, in my day, we never even had substitutes. Yeah, well, you know what? In your day, they used fucking leeches to treat broken legs. Good on you. Good on you. Nowadays, it's a bit different, and for better or for worse, and you're right, the rotation thing. It's it's baffling how there's still people who criticise it, and it's because the, the people who've got that argument are not prepared to look into it anymore. Well, than, they're not than prepared for a long-term argument. They're prepared for then and there. Whereas, you know, if we don't rotate and we win our games now, but we lose all our January games again, yeah. you didn't blame Klopp for a lack of rotation yeah. in November. Yeah. This is what managers of sports teams have to do. They yeah. have to balance the entire season. It's not fucking play the next game. Yeah. As much as they'll tell you, you've got to focus on the next game. They're not. Yeah. The players might be, but the managers are focusing on how many games down the line, yeah. and that's what they're looking at. And if you want to have a go at Klopp's rotation, look at it over a 12-game period or a 15-game Look at it for the entire season, if you dare. Yeah, I know, yeah. And nah. then see what happens. No, but how are you going to populate a 24-hour news cycle? Listen, Jimmy Loudmouth in the pub, the little one in the gang of mates who always says, says things really short and sharp and gets a big laugh, he hates rotation. He's not prepared to listen to the argument because he once said, oh, rotations for foreigners, and all his mates laughed. And now he's sang because he knows it's true. Um, but it's been proven the best managers gain success by rotation. There are rare examples to it, which unfortunately all that ever does is strengthen the resolves of the idiots. Fucking Claudio Ranieri, Leicester, <laughs> you pricks, and ruined it for everyone. Um, the tinker man who tinkered oh, no more. God, all right. But the you know like Alex Ferguson was amongst the pioneers of the of the radical amount of changes. You know, he was the one who had the record for the most games without fielding a, a, a same eleven back to back. But, cetera, but Paul, when he used to rotate Ryan Giggs, he was wrapping him in cotton wool. Oh, it yeah. wasn't rotation. Oh, no, no. Because you can't look at it like it's, he's keeping it safe. It was fucking rotation, by the way. It's exactly what Liverpool are doing with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. Klopp's rotating. Yeah. No, Alex was keeping him in cotton wool. Fuck off. Yeah, I know. It's terrible, isn't it? And as you say, you did that, that amazing video with Lucas on Zonal Marking a few weeks ago. It just, it just shows you what the, the benefits are to it. Because it's... It's I love I love stuff like that because again you see the old school pundits and it's like <coughs> well why are they doing that when someone asks me that they don't you know they're not when they, they don't want that, an answer they don't want an answer they just want you to go I know lad it's ridiculous it's it was again I get it it comes up a lot on the on the on the podcast like my father-in-law does stuff like that when he asks questions to my wife about education because she's a teacher because he's read something in the the, the times or the the mail or whatever about the how mail, we're, how it, we're falling behind it's the mail even, to be fair to his credit even he recognizes how dangerous a newspaper that is like but it's the 
you've read something about how the Chinese are overtaking us in education. Well, why do we do that in education? And she sits down and explains, like, didn't want an answer, just wants you to go, oh, I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? That's all people are looking for in those situations. Oh, I know, zonal marking. Zonal marking's for pricks, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, bring on Brexit. Um, yeah, it's, it is. It's 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 terrible. It, it, it does wind me up no end. But the, it's on great the plus side... See. You can it, get you can get a shift in the media stuff, yeah. and right now it's Spurs and not us. Well, yeah, hundred percent, and that is the absolute beauty of the moment. And I, I say the beauty I, I, because I have had it's been tough. I've I've not enjoyed this run of form as much as I should have done because there's been moments throughout it, particularly the last couple of games, following the, the narrative again of the defense being shit, raised its ugly head after Sevilla and Chelsea. That. <clears throat> the you know the the media spotlight is just sweeping up and down the country, and it's on like a it's like a rotation, you're like on a game show. And they go, who's it gonna pick? Yeah, Random yeah, rotator. Yeah. We did a and video. It, like that, sure, like that, and yeah. and it's, it's it's like a it's like a face, and it's got Arsene Wenger's face, it's got Klopp's face, Pochettino, but and it's just got oh yeah, and <laughs> it, it's just it's it's rotating around and what lighting up. Who's it gonna stop on? Ding, 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 ding. This week it's Pochettino. And then we go, oh, Pochettino, what's he doing? What's he going He's still not won anything. <laughs> he couldn't have won anything since the last time they played badly. It's fucking December. Um, this is in Scotland. If you want to win something by December, go manage in Scotland. Keep, keep up the good work, Brendan. Um, but the this is the thing, isn't it? Uh, part of me is just so relieved, but it's like... It's like when you see someone getting called out for something on Twitter that you know you're guilty of, and you can like, well, I can pipe up and defend them. Nah, but they're not. No one's having a go at me about this, and so part of me is so relieved that it's not Liverpool under the spotlight because we've had it a bit too much this season. Now, of course, it's passed around. You know, Mourinho had a bit of it after the after the draw with us. Wenger's it's constant almost with Wenger, but it's eased off on him in recent weeks. Um, Conte had it a little bit at the start of the season. Pep's got it from last from last season, and uh, it's always going to happen because the two the, the two teams that are currently in fifth and sixth, yeah, are in crisis. Yeah, at any given and they point. have to be sure. That's the way. That, that's the way that the media <laughs> works, isn't yeah. it? It's it just driving clicks, but th- there should be a focus on the teams. There should be a focus on Tottenham, for example. But the focus shouldn't be. Pochettino's shit. It should be this team's in a bit of bad form. Yeah. What's he going to do to fix yeah. it? Because this side, that Tottenham side, brilliant. But we it saw that. But that's the thing. This is the problem with the way the, the media coverage is, isn't it? Is that it doesn't drive emotion to talk about that. No one doesn't. Where is the media going? Where has it gone wrong for Spurs? And it, I mean, they try that, but they ask fucking Paul Mason. He goes, "Well, I tell you what, Jeff. It's because they didn't strengthen enough in the summer. It's bull. It's bullshit. Basically, yeah, great. They didn't." But there's 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 a way there will be a way of getting them out of a little out of a run of form with what they've got because that's what good managers do and that's what good teams do. But they seem unwilling to focus on that kind of stuff because the problem with it, Chris, is that, and this is the problem with media in general. This is why red men exist. Is that we don't have time to look at these other, all these other clubs. The only people who've got time to do that are the fans of the of, of their own clubs. Yeah. Now, of course, what then that leads to is you've got. And it, we 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 were fine largely, but we had a little bit of when, when Liverpool were under a bit of stick. Is that people then presume that you're then being super deluded, biasedly positive because the way it's been talked about in the media is these are impro- you're you're talking about how it could be fine and how to work it out. No, it's because we're the only ones who actually pay enough attention to the football club to see 
where things are going right or where things could be put right. So I do feel some empathy for Spurs fans at the moment mm. because it's a sh- it's a sh- it's shit, isn't it? There's nothing wrong. It's not with all shit. No, there's nothing wrong. It's not with all shit. No. Look at the Champions League group. No, that'll, t- yeah. that'll tell you how good a side they are. Yeah. You know the fact that they've gone and beaten Dortmund, the fact that they've gone and topped that group with Madrid in. They're not shit. They're struggling rotating their squad at yeah. the moment. That's the problem. Yeah. And we'll see. I believe over the next couple of weeks, without the Champions League travel that they'll just get back to what they do and that's steamroller teams, unfortunately. Yeah. And they'll do that and they will be and we'll forget about this and it'll be Arsenal's turn, then it'll be Liverpool's turn, it'll be something else. There's always mitigating circumstances. Yeah. There's always for example, there's always an injury that can be picked up that nobody from outside the clubs realise how important that player was, for yeah. example. You know what I mean? The problem that red card for Henderson in 13-14, no one was talking about the reason. It was yeah. the slip. Yeah. It wasn't the fucking slip. Yeah. It was how integral Henderson was in that season yeah. that cost us yeah. towards the end of it. But the media doesn't see that because mm. it doesn't have to and doesn't have the time to focus on it. You, there's no, you can't meme that. Uh, <laughs> you can't meme, oh, look, there's no Jordan Henderson. Try winning a game without... No, it doesn't work. There's too many words on a, on a picture. Um, yeah, the, 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 I think the Spurs thing is fascinating like because... And maybe... I, there's probably some parallels with Liverpool in this regard, because people. What what the the basic analysis is? Well, they should they should have a bigger squad. They should have spent more money. They should have done this and that. They should have bought better. Spurs aren't set up to do that. No, that's not Spurs, and that's a that's. A, I mean, and they've they have punched above their weight now for a number of years, and that's where the credit for Pochettino goes, because, look, he's had them competitive without the budget of Man City and Man United. And the thing is, Man City and Man United fans and Arsenal fans don't want to hear and entertain that, but it's true. You know, we complain about Liverpool's net spend. They're in a positive net spend under Pochettino. They, they've made money since he's, since he's come in from the transfer market, and he's managed to do a fantastic job with them. Now, there's a, there's a possibility that that just runs out that inevitably the money, the cream rises to the top, doesn't it? You know, and they, they, they might fall out of that. Now, is the solution to the, the, the basic analysis of that will be, we'll just go out and buy better, go out and spend loads of places. But that's the knife edge that you exist on when you're in that bracket, of which I think Liverpool fall. I think mm. we're slightly, I think we're at the top end of that bracket, and I think we're primed to transition. Not to be a Man City, of course, but to be slightly more, you know, if we do spend that, a bit more money in place. That's isn't it? I mean... You know, we all know how good Leicester were, but they punched above the weight, and you can't do that consistently for a long period without the investment. It just doesn't happen. You can have cycles, and a, and a team can have a cycle, and a manager can have a cycle, and, and a team can get to where they're going to be. And you know, Tottenham finished second, I think, the last two years in the Premier League, but ultimately, Man United are spending more on wages than them. They're the top spenders in the league. Manchester City is second, uh, Chelsea. Third, maybe. Arsenal fourth, us fifth. Now, at some point, that will probably even out and Tottenham will need to spend. I think we're in a position whereby we've got a plan to get us there. Mm -hmm. And when we get there, the plan has to change. Because I don't think consistently you can be there forever without changing that plan. Exactly. I think you're dead right. And you can see it kind of like, it's happened to Dortmund a bit. They're not... They were never going to be a, a the dominant superpower in that league because they're not. It's just so hard to do. Yeah. I mean, a one-off's fine. You can have those those perfect storms, can't you? Where the team and everything just goes right for you. But to consistently punch above your weight, if it was that easy, everyone would do it that way. Yeah, I think that's it. I think for Liverpool's perspective in this, and maybe Spurs, you, you kind of got to hold on and, and hope that a couple that it crumbles a bit at the top because that's the the problem with what those other teams have got is the. Uh, 
volatility of what they've got because of the pressure with the money that brings along with it. I mean, for fuck's sake, look at Chelsea, Jesus Christ. You know, they change the manager every 18 months on average. Um, Man United, you know, it wouldn't shock me if something went to the wall with Mourinho in the next 18 months yeah. as well. Pep Guardiola's probably fine because Man City are quite level-headed when it comes to well, all you, this stuff. You know the level-headed because they put all of his coaching staff in three years before they got Guardiola. <laughs> so their their plans aren't fucking for now. They're yeah. for how many years down the line? Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, Spurs might you know, and Arsenal. That's gonna something. Wenger can't go on forever, so something's gonna change there. So you know, may, there's just gotta for, for Spurs and obviously for us to some extent, you kind of just gotta make sure you're up there and competitive and and and, and solid. To capitalise on that because we were unlucky that last time we just didn't have it, didn't we? Didn't have enough, we didn't have a big enough reputation. We fought, uh, uh, we'd fallen a little bit from the top hmm. to capitalise on the 13 14 stuff, and, and maybe maybe it was part Rogers and not being a big enough name to attract big names or what have you. But also, we were a bit, we were a one season wonder to some extent. We weren't a uh, uh, what's the word like a, a sensible, stable proposition necessarily oh, for somewhere. players to come in, exactly. Um, and that's where you need you, we, our, our fight is in the short term is to is to be there. But and I'm sorry, the reason I mentioned Arsenal is Sanchez. Yeah, that that and that's probably the reason. Apart from the fact that it's London. Yeah, you've got this this upstarts up of a football team that may get in the Champions League again, but you've got a guaranteed one there in Arsenal, and, yeah. and that's probably why we lost that one a lot of players. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting stuff, um, certainly. But yeah, don't. Is the thing I try not try not to, to to mock and laugh at Spurs too much because, let's be honest, the spotlight will doubtless swing back to us at some point during this season, and we'll be wondering why it's all going, why it all feels like it's going wrong again. But it's just the nature of the way things are going at the moment. Um, the, what just lastly on that the rotation thing, I think is just really great is that we can af- rotation only doesn't get talked about when you're successful, mm. and this is the best we've been at rotating so far. So it's interesting that it's not being discussed as much because hey, listen, there's nothing to criticise when you're winning when you're winning true, football it's matches. True, it's true. Um, a few quick ones to round us up then this week. Um, Wuba Jaka, will Salah continue with Reds or he will move to Madrid in winter transfers? Uh, he will continue with Reds. He will continue with Reds. I, I I will go out on a limb right here, right now on this podcast. And if anyone's watching the video version on the RedmenTV.com, which you should be, um, I'm saying it right now, Liverpool will not sell Mohamed Salah this winter. Yeah. 100%. I'll stake me, I'll stake me life on it. Fine. Um, ben Fisher Fisher underscore Ben you fall in radioactive waste now you have to choose between seeing and not hearing the footy or hearing and not seeing the footy. seeing and not hearing yeah I, I, I would go with that I mean sounds a big a big thing of course but yeah it's a visual thing isn't it you yeah. know what I mean and again radio coverage I've just told you I'm not a big fan of not a big fan of radio coverage I mean coverage. It's, it's it's a ridiculous question to be fair um, there's just only one answer, Ben. You, you need to come back with a better question in the future. Yeah, that, that's terrible. Yeah, bring it bring absolutely terrible. Up your game, Ben. And to be fair, like if anybody's heard me sing on the Instagram stories, you could probably hazard the guess that my hair is not great anyway because I can't hold the tune. Yeah, and uh, therefore I can't hear the tune. Sure. Um, a pro- to be fair, and in terms of fitting with this podcast, it probably would have been more like you've fallen radio or active waste, and you've now got ten cocks. Uh, would you rather have ten cocks and 
Liverpool win the league or no Cox and Liverpool not win the league or well I'd have the, the 10 Cox and Liverpool win the league oh yeah well there you go <laughs> that was a terrible question <laughs> a terrible bro. question too uh, but yeah more of those um, more and better thanks very much for listening to Greta <laughs> Radio this week as ever please do leave uh, five star ratings wherever you discover this podcast <laughs> if you want more from Redmen Radio you can three exclusive hang on hang on hang on, hang on hang on hang on if your podcast is rated out of 10 though don't leave it five Leave it a 10. Oh, if there's 10 stars? <laughs> Dear God. Dear God. Yeah. God, yeah, please. Top. Top Four beans all, Give the four beans all the time. Four beans all the time. Uh, yeah, if you want more, there's, there's, there's three full-length shows, and we do the Instant Match Reaction podcast, which is normally around 15 minutes, just after each game finishes, on theredmentv.com. It's free for the first month. Perfect time to sign up now, leading up to Christmas. And if you want to see Paul fall in a hole, check back on the YouTube channel. It'll be the fuck golf video. Couldn't have said it better. God damn it. Cheers, walk on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.